The OnePlus 9 and OnePlus 9 Pro are the latest flagship smartphones from the upstart handset maker. It's been able to maintain a loyal following of Android enthusiasts. The latest phones feature cameras that are tuned by camera maker Hasselblad. But how's it to use? I'm Roger Chang and this is your Daily Charge. Here to discuss the OnePlus 9 and OnePlus 9 Pro is CNET phone reviewer Andrew Hoyle. Welcome, Andrew. Hey, Roger. How's it going? So what did OnePlus announce today? Uh, we've got two new flagships. We've got the top-end OnePlus 9 Pro and the OnePlus 9. And how much are these phones? The 9 starts at $729. The 9 Pro, a little bit more expensive at $969. Okay, and so let's, let's get into the cameras because they spent a lot of time talking about the camera. The, the marquee feature are these Hasselblad tuned cameras. Now, for folks who aren't necessarily into photography, what is the big deal with the Hasselblad brand? So Hasselblad is a pro camera maker. Uh, they make uh, really, really high-end equipment, medium format cameras that are sold exclusively to really like high-end commercial pros or people who take their photography extremely seriously and, of course, have the bank balance to spend $6,000 plus on cameras. Okay, so are these cameras that worth the hype? Like, you know, I know... I've seen the brand Hasselblad thrown onto other mobile devices in the past. Usually hasn't resulted in much, but this time around, how are the cameras? Are they really worth the hype in this this super expensive brand that uh, you tout? So in a word, no. Uh, they're not, um, and, and that is a that is a shame for OnePlus because it's a company that has uh, been known for doing great phones, but its cameras have never had a lot of uh, praise, and that is pretty much the same this time around. Um, there is no question that they can take some really nice photos, and I would say that they are definitely a good step ahead of what OnePlus has done before. The problem is is that its rivals, particularly Apple with the iPhone 12 Pro and Samsung's Galaxy S21 Ultra, they have taken even bigger steps forward since they launched their phones. And OnePlus, again, is kind of playing catch-up here. Can you give me some specs on what like what the actual camera configuration looks like and what some of the features are? Sure. So in the standard OnePlus 9, um, there are two main cameras, a standard zoom, which I think is a 48-megapixel sensor, and then there's an ultra-wide camera as well. Um, on the Pro, that standard lens actually has a physically larger image sensor, one of the largest actually that you can get in a phone camera, which is, is promising in some ways, but it doesn't necessarily, necessarily deliver. Um, there is also the addition of a three times optical zoom. And in terms of the the gap between Apple, Samsung, and OnePlus, I mean, is it what, what, what is the difference? Is it just a matter of the equipment? Is it the computational photography that you know, Apple's invested time in and Google's invested in time in? Like what, what exactly is OnePlus lacking with these new cameras? It's, it's a mixture of both um, in my own experience. Um, one of the, the things that Apple has done, as you mentioned, is really kind of working on its computational RAW. So it's allowing you to do RAW capture, um, which is great. Pros use RAW all the time. It allows you to do much better edits of your photos. But computational RAW still allows you to use features like HDR, so you can get much better looking photos without blowing out the highlights in a sky. And unfortunately, OnePlus hasn't yet done anything with that. And so what this means is if you use its Pro mode, you want to shoot RAW images, you're not using things like HDR. And actually, I found that you can get much better images with controlled highlights in bright skies just using the standard camera lens. And switching to RAW actually is going to degrade your images. 
Oh, well, that's disappointing here, especially given all that hype around Hasselblad. Uh, but it seems like that this this is more of a marketing partnership almost, right? It's a little bit, yeah. I mean, a lot of what they've talked about, um, and certainly what was in the press release, was their, their talk about Hasselblad's, uh, Hasselblad's color calibration, that it has really, really accurate colors in their photos. And Certainly, yeah, it is It is good, but I have found some issues with white balance. And of course, white balance affects the colors. And then, of course, we've got to think, well, really, how much do most people care about accurate colors? If you look at Instagram, all of those top posters, all of the people that do really well on Instagram, those colors are wild. They're all over the place. They've been photoshopped to death. And so it's clear that most people aren't really that bothered about accurate colors. That is important for pros doing uh, maybe portraits or product photography where you need to represent your product perfectly. But if you're out shooting your holiday snaps, then that accurate 100% color is maybe not top of your mind. All right. So we spent a lot of time on the camera, which is appropriate given they spent a big, big time during their event talking about that. But what are some of the other key features on the phone? So we've got things like Qualcomm Snapdragon 888 processor. That's their top-of-the-line chip. So both phones are incredibly powerful. They they share the same processor. We've got up to 12 gig of RAM. So loads of good specs there. The screens on both, um, the, the standard 9 is lower resolution, but it's still pin sharp and it looks really, really nice. The designs look great. And one of the big things on both is the support for 65-watt fast charging, which I believe is one of the fastest in the industry. And actually, this phone, it will go from empty to fully charged in about 30 minutes, which is amazing. Wow. And uh, and wireless charging finally makes an appearance? Yeah, wireless charging indeed. Yep. On both phones on the 9 Pro, it's actually fast wireless charging as well. So 50 watt wireless charging. Um, you've got to get a compatible wireless charger that doesn't come in a box. Um, uh, and it's standard fast, uh, sorry, standard wireless charging on the regular uh, OnePlus 9. So good features across the board. Certainly a lot of reasons to be excited. Definitely. I think that was one of the key missing features. Like it had most of the the checklist down. I think wireless charging and, and water resistance for me were like two of the holdouts for, uh, for OnePlus. Who should buy this phone? Uh, people should buy this phone who are looking for something which is pretty much a uh, on par with other flagships around that want something really good looking, that has plenty of power for mobile games, for maybe some video editing on the phone, um, and certainly people who really rely on fast charging if they're maybe a little forgetful, don't put their phone on charge overnight, um, but who maybe absolute top-end photography isn't their crucial priority. It can take really, really nice photos, no question. It's certainly up there among some of the best, but there are better cameras to be had elsewhere. So if that is your main concern, as it is for me, I'm a photographer, then they should be looking at phones like the S21 Ultra on Android or the iPhone 12 Pro Max. Got it. And and price-wise, you know, OnePlus had traditionally been known for you know, packing in a lot of high-end specs at a reasonable price, but you know, you've, you know the the OnePlus Nine Pro, I mean, it creeps near a thousand dollars, right? So, it, it, does that sort of yeah. blur the line on making this? This isn't necessarily, you know, it's not the best deal, particularly, or it hasn't been as good a deal as it has in the past, right? Yeah, the nine, the nine Pro certainly it's it's right up there, and I think with some with some deals you can get the the, the twelve Pro Max for for a similar price, or certainly 
close enough that it's it's no longer undercutting the competition in the way that it that OnePlus used to. Certainly, that that's how they built up their business. They got this reputation for offering flagship level, but at a much more affordable price. The standard OnePlus Nine at seven at seven two nine dollars is a much better deal, um, particularly as it's still packing in an 888 processor. It's still got 5G. It's still got that fast charging. Those are flagship features, but at a much more approachable price tag. And obviously, purse strings are tightening all around. So I think the, the standard OnePlus 9 offers a much better value. Got it. And lastly, OnePlus also announced a new smartwatch. What's that about? Yeah, a new bit of a new one for them. It's uh, it's interesting. It, it's got a few interesting points on it. Uh, specifically, it's fairly affordable. I think they're expecting expecting it to start at a hundred and fifty nine dollars. Uh, from the pictures we've seen so far, it looks pretty good. It's got all your health tracking sensors, everything you'd expect, uh, heart rate, blood pressure, etc. Um, and it's it's going to have apparently about two weeks of battery life. And again, they're looking at a fast charge capability where it will fully recharge in about 20 minutes. So again, great if you want to go for a run, but you realize you haven't charged your watch. Interesting. And and curiously, it does not run on Android Wear, right? It, it's using its own proprietary software. Yeah, that's right. It's their own their own stuff. Um, it's going to have a few apps at launch, but we shouldn't expect it to have like a big catalog of, of apps. I don't think there's any sort of Spotify integration in the same way we've seen with Wear OS. It's also not iOS compatible at launch, although apparently that might be coming a little bit down the line. Well, the idea that it could run for two weeks and has that fast charging capability, I think that's a that's a potentially a huge deal considering that I think sleep tracking and being able to sleep with your watch and have it track track you over time uh, is one of those things, one of those key features that's still missing with other smartwatches. So, well, Andy, thank you for your time. You can check out his review on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and rate the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening. <laughs>